0: Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our services. Tonight we will have one song, and I believe Brian has our announcements. Uh, three more songs, and then Derek has our uh, devo. And Gary, you have the closing prayer. In case you <laughs> Since tonight is the night before Thanksgiving, of course I'm going to do some thankful songs tonight uh the first two songs i'll tell you it'd be evident why i picked them because they say thank you uh (laughs) next two songs are a couple songs that i think include some ideas that we should be thankful for so our first song tonight is number 888 thank you lord if you would let stand for this song please
1: stuff the announcer.
2: Good evening. Got a couple of announcements before we get going here. Uh, just a reminder, food pantry needs are on the bulletin board. Uh, thank you all for all your donations to that. Uh, the pantry's starting to look a lot better. Uh, December 3rd Teen Holiday Gift Exchange after eating services at the Williams House. The mission team is in need of ribbon, bows, boxes for holiday wrapping at the Huntington Mall. And uh, the pickup list for the older members that needs ride, rides to the building is on the bulletin board. On our prayer list, I uh, remember those with cancer, Jimmy Wilgus, Jim Haney, Jim Martin, Chuck Davidson, Jackie Hutchison. also remember Carolyn O'Lynn, Friday Simpson, Terrell Spitzer, Beverly, and Trey Davis. Is there any announcements that need to be made? If not, would you give me to God and a word of prayer? Father in heaven, we're thankful for this day, Father, and we're thankful for this opportunity we have to gather here this evening, Father, to sing songs and to hear a portion of your word. Father, we pray that you would be with us as we participate in this service, Father. Help us to to concentrate on what's going on and and to sing the songs and look at the meaning in the songs and to listen to the sermon. Father, we're thankful for everything you do for us, Father. time of the season especially father we pray that you would be with us as we gather in separate places tomorrow father that that we'll gather together for the right reasons father we thank for everything you do for us and through jesus name i pray amen our next song is number
0: 975 975 the other Thank you, Lord. I forgot my pitch pipe tonight, so this is really messing with my head.
1: For all that you've done, I will thank you.
0: number 213
1: 213 he gave me a song he took my burdens
2: over.
0: be what the Lord has done in me.
3: Good evening. I always take it a real privilege to be able to come here and, and share with God's people. Um, and when you get to speak... Uh, two, maybe three times a year, um, you got to really plan what you want to speak about because you only got so many chances, right? There's so many things you could talk about, and you got so many chances to talk, so you got to pick what you really, really want to talk about. So I've been thinking a lot for the last several months, and um, we had our our men's meeting last weekend, and um, we were asking for themes for the year, and so top of my mind, I've been thinking and talking and reading about, about fellowship, and I don't know if that's what we'll pick for the theme or not, but I wanted to talk to you tonight about fellowship, and specifically fellowship in a biblical sense, because fellowship uh, actually comes from the Greek word uh, koinonia, koinonia, which basically just means uh, holding something in common, or a gathering of people that hold something in common. And that's a very popular thing that we still do today. I mean, I am still in a, a group chat with the baseball team that I played in college that was 18 years ago. Right? We still have a group chat. We still keep people updated with what we have going on. Um, we have the, the VFW and the American Legion And all the veterans groups of all the veterans and service members that have military service in common, they all get together. They meet together because they have a a shared common experience. You know, I've been uh, trying to work to get myself back in shape. I've been going to a gym and been joining some running groups. And they have a thing in common and you build relationships when you're at that place with people that you have things in common with. And, you know, that's pretty much a big part of the reason why you go to those places is because of the relationships that you built with people that have shared similar experiences that you and I have. And when I was looking at fellowship from a biblical sense, I, with my research, I noticed that the word koinonia, or holding something in common with believers, uh, that word is used 20 times in the New Testament. 20 times. And it's used, the same word is used in various contexts, in various ways. So I kind of wanted to take you through those tonight the best I can. And I promise we won't play Bible Olympics too much. We're not going to do all 20, all 20 times. But I wanted to bring to you several different times the Bible uses fellowship, or koinonia. And, and what that means for us. So if you have your Bibles, and you want to start the Bible Olympics with me, we're going to start with Acts chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 41 and 42. So Acts 2, and most of you probably have this memorized, um, but if you don't, you can follow along with me as well. Those who accepted his message, and this was Peter's message that he spoke at, at Pentecost, those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3 <clears throat> excuse me about 3000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. So before we get to the word fellowship something had to happen first. <clears throat> right? Baptism into God's family happens in Acts 41 and then we see fellowship used in Acts 42. So to join God's family, to be associated with those that have something in common, the in common part of fellowship from Acts chapter 2 is being baptized into Christ or joining God's family. After we see the baptism Then the foundation of the church starts in Acts 2.42. And these are the things that the early believers, the first converts, dedicate themselves to. And we all know these. To the apostles' teachings, to the scripture, but to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, which we know is the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. But the fellowship part of that sometimes gets overlooked. Um, So what does it mean to have fellowship with those those of the same faith, the same belief, those inside the body of Christ. What, what are we to do with that? Right, so okay, we know how we get into the fellowship, we get baptized, we join the fellowship of believers, those with something in common. But let's turn to Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. Colossians 3, 15 and 16. So once you join this fellowship, here's what, what you need to do. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. <clears throat> now listen to verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly you, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, with gratitudes in your heart. In verse 17, and whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So with the fellowship that we join with believers, we see some responsibilities of joining that fellowship or being a part of that fellowship that we get here from Paul and to the letter of to the Colossians and he says um, first part of being in the fellowship is to let the word of Christ dwell deeply in you so what that means is as members and part of the fellowship how do we let the word of God dwell in us well we have to read it and we have to hear it right So we have to be in the word. Being in that fellowship means being in the word, reading the word, hearing the word. Also means as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. Now one of the the most, I guess, I'll call it a frustration or an aggravation or just probably the best word would be a disappointment. Is when believers seek advice and and, um, encouragement and direction. From non believers. When we as believers seek encouragement and direction from non believers, um, even though those non believers, you may feel like they have your best interest at heart and they care about you and they, they want you to do well, when you take yourself outside of the fellowship and you start to seek advice and encouragement and direction from those that are outside of the faith, they're not in that koinonia. They're not in that fellowship with you. They're, they don't have that faith in common. So they're not going to lead you in the ways of Christ. They're not going to lead you in the ways of God's word. So obviously Paul knows this, right? So he's telling us to, to teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And it also he also mentions the fellowship together. In, in singing, right? I have, um, many of you know, I did not come from a, a, um, a church of Christ, and I came from a church that used instruments to aid in music. And I have enjoyed so much the singing that is from the mouths of everybody working together to sing together in the harmony. And, and obviously, it's what God tells us to do. But singing together is part of being in that family. It's part of being in that fellowship. Singing and praising God together encourages me. When I hear people singing well, even though I don't sing well, I want to sing. Right when, we, when everyone is singing together, it encourages you to worship. It's meant to be an encouragement. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So as members of the fellowship, everything that we do is, is to Christ in God's glory, right? We do it for him and in him because he gave us the hope that we have. So we do it in Christ. Um, turn to Hebrews um, 10, uh, verse 25. I know this is another common verse that... I know my Sunday school teacher growing up reminded me of this verse often. And um, for good reason, right? It's important that we read this and know this. But you have responsibilities as being in, in common with the believer. Being in Christ, you have responsibilities. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 tells us this. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. It's important that we we meet together, that we honor the the call that the early church gave us to meet together on the first day of the week, to to join together and to hold ourselves accountable to not not getting out of the habit of coming to the fellowship. Right? The church is not the building, the church is the people. The people here are the fellowship, that is the church, and we gain encouragement from one another by being here. It's important that we honor and and value the importance of being here, being a part of the fellowship, building relationships with one another, looking after one another and helping one another, just as we see here where um, it's part of the encouragement. I know that there's been times that I've missed a couple of a couple of services and I feel discouraged. Like we need we are relational people. God created us to be relational people. It's no secret that the the early church, the foundation, they met weekly. And oftentimes when the church just began, they lived together, right? Because this was something that that was a movement that was happening, that was a change. They held this in common and they were united in the same purpose. If we're united in the purpose of being among the fellowship, of being those among God's chosen, then we need to hold that as important to be here when the, when the people in the fellowship, when the church is meeting, it's important that we are here to encourage one another and encourage ourselves. Um, more on that same note, if you've turn over to 1st Thessal- Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 14 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 uh, 14 tells us this and we urge you brothers to warn those who are idle encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Another um, charge that, that Paul's giving here with those in the fellowship of what we do <coughs> with one another. And I will be the first to tell you that Rome does this right. In my experience here for it's going on two years, I think it'll be two years in February that we've been attending here and the people here make you feel welcome they greet you they smile they genuinely care about you want to get to know you and I've been at several different churches and we we do this well we 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 love one another we we greet one another we care about one another but I think it's also sometimes maybe we don't go far enough to um, encourage one another who may be struggling or may be falling away, who may not be doing what they used to be doing. You know, we also have, have that charge, right? We, we have the charge to love one another, to care about one another, but also here, and Paul's telling us in Thessalonians, that we have the, the responsibility to warn those who are idle, to encourage those who are timid, to help those that are weak, and to be patient with everyone. So, I think we do a really good job of helping the weak. I think we do a really good job of of being patient, um, but I think we struggle just a little bit um, on it on warning the idle, and what that can can lead to in our fellowship. Um, So from that, I want to talk about a couple of things that that Jesus and Paul also says about sometimes that we need to withdraw fellowship. Withdraw someone from the fellowship. So if you turn with me to Matthew uh, chapter 15 and verse 18. And this is where Jesus is talking, and he's talking about the um, disagreements with those that are in our fellowship. Because we know it's really important, we as being uh, followers of Christ, being in, uh, in common with him, that we work together and agree with one another and are united in the same purpose. So Matthew uh, 15, 18 um.
2: Ooh.
3: That's not right. Eighteen fifteen. Let's switch that. Not fifteen eighteen. Eighteen fifteen. That'll make more sense to you guys. I promise. I'm glad I thought to do that on the fly. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault. Just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not, take two or three others along so that every matter might be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them and tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to even the church... Treat him as you would, a pagan and a tax collector. Um, I tell you the truth, and it, and it goes on there, but so there is an importance from the church, and um, we we are blessed to have an eldership that is dedicated here to the mission of leading and running the church. but it's important to know that we as as a church need to follow. The mission we need to agree with one another and deal with our struggles and deal with our problems inside of ourselves in the instructions that Jesus gave us so that we are we are holding the fellowship in a very high regard we're holding our unity in a very high regard and if we have a responsibility to follow our leadership's teaching when we're in the fellowship we need to follow the ways that the fellowship has been structured we need to follow the the things that that jesus set up that we're going to read here in um in first corinthians 5 here in just a few minutes that we can't allow those that are in our fellowship to continue to do wrong and not address those situations Because what we have with the the body of believers is is the church. I mean, the the fellowship of believers is the church. And we have a responsibility to make sure that the church is doing God's work. So one of, obviously, our least favorite examples of of expelling someone or withdrawing from the fellowship is 1 Corinthians 5.11. I know that most of you probably know this story off top of your head but it's just saying that Paul's talking about the immoral brother that's within the church and that the the church has hesitated to expel the brother and in verse 11 Paul basically just tells them now I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother but is sexually immoral or greedy or an idolator or a slanderer or a drunkard or a swindler with such a man do not even eat. And Paul's not saying here someone messes up once has one sin and we're going to throw him out. That's not what he's saying at all. He's saying if if we refuse to address sin in our life and we're openly living a life in sin, we are no longer in the koinonia. We're no longer in the fellowship, and they need to be brought out of the fellowship because they're not living like they should, in order that they might be drawn back into it. So it's not a condemning thing to be when someone is asked to leave the fellowship. It's an encouragement to show that you've really missed it here, and you need to come back. Uh, it's all done with the importance of of drawing back into the fellowship. So to to wrap up tonight. Um, I, I think there's been times in my, in my faith, in my walk, that I've not taken the fellowship, the church, seriously enough. Um, I've taken it for granted. It almost at times has been something that's kind of a, a habit of going through the motions of something that I just do because I should. And that's not wrong. You should do it. But if you're just coming to the fellowship because you feel out of obligation because you should do it, you're missing the point of why we gather here. We are gathered here to, one, primarily to worship, worship God that he's so deserving of, to remember weekly Jesus and his sacrifice for us, and then to also build relationships with one another so that when someone does have a struggle, when they do have a problem, I'm going to call Mike or I'm going to call Jerry or I'm going to call Steve I'm going to reach out to Christian brothers when I'm struggling and not reach out to those people that are outside of the fellowship. Because if I don't have relationships with someone, it's going to be real hard to tell them my real problems, right? We're real good at talking about surface things. But when something's really wrong and you're really struggling with something, you want to call someone that you have a relationship with, right? Someone that you know, someone that you trust, someone that you spent time with. I wanna encourage you tonight as I I close to seek out those relationships among your brothers and sisters. Seek out those deep relationships of of trust and of of things that you are vulnerable with, that us guys struggle so much with. Um, Build relationships like that with believers so that when you do struggle, you'll be able to reach out for help and you will be encouraged um, to to, to, to fall back in line and do what is right and what you know that you should do. So as we wrap up um, this evening, obviously we find out from Acts chapter 2 that in order to get into the fellowship, in order to get into the gathering of those of, of like precious faith, we need to be baptized into Christ. So that is the, the start of how we get into the fellowship. So I encourage you tonight, if you've not done that, why not now? And if you have and you feel you're, like that you've, you've fallen away, that you've not, you're not doing what you should be doing and you want the church prayers to help you with that, why don't you come as we sing?
4: bow with me please father in heaven we come to you thanking you for this day and and father thanking you for the time that we've had together here and and hear another portion of your word and and father be reminded uh, how important it is to uh, have our fellowship father one with another and and father to be encouraged and and have communication father with others we're thankful and we're blessed to have that as brothers and sisters in Christ. And as this uh, week coming up, Father, Thanksgiving, we have so much to be thankful for. And and we just uh, thank you for all that uh, you bless us with. And we just know that uh, all good things come from you. Father, be with those who are traveling. Uh, we pray that you'll watch over them and keep them safe. And, and we just pray that uh, each one of us can... Uh, have a, a special Thanksgiving and just, just be mindful of what we have, Father, as Christians and as families and our homes and our jobs, and, and we just thank you so much for everything. Be with us the rest of the week, Father, and we pray for those uh, who aren't here uh, because they're not able to be, Father, their health and, and those mentioned here this evening, we ask that you'll bless them at this time. Thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.